I wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Talent Insights. Talent Insights are Australia's leading data specialist recruitment business. They are experts in recruitment strategy and delivery for analytics and data teams. They are the go-to recruitment business for all your data roles in Australia, and they can help both with permanent hires and short-term project-focused data resources. I've used Talent Insights in the past, and I've always found them fantastic to work with. Visit them at talentinsights.com.au. Hey everyone, I wanted to spend a little bit of time today discussing a growing trend that I've noticed in the industry and that I haven't seen it covered in a comprehensive way anywhere. And I think that we should have a conversation about it as a, as a community. Um, so I'll bring up the, the topic now and then very keen to hear your feedback. The best way to describe it that I can think of at the moment, and I'm sure it'll evolve, but the best way I can think of at the moment is the rise of engineers in the data analytics space. And I think uh, this started about seven years ago with the, the first one uh, was the data engineer. Um, and then over time, we've also, um, as, as an industry, as we've been maturing and the demands from business have been increasing on our, um, on our industry, uh, we've also developed um, more specialized roles that are the analytics engineer, the machine learning engineer, and the artificial intelligence or AI engineer. And all those, um, in all those four, so including uh, the data engineer, in all those four, we are um, heavily leveraging from our brothers, brothers and sisters in the IT side, where um, initially, uh, initially with the data engineers, it was us, um, you know, borrowing or learning from the the capabilities of software engineering, um, and addition, and from then on, we also we're leveraging, um, we're leveraging capabilities from other roles in the IT side, like cloud engineering, DevOps engineering, and site reliability engineers. And that's because the, the way that I see it, and as I mentioned, keen to get your thoughts, um, as, a, as an industry, as we've been maturing and getting additional, um, additional demands from business for the, the products and services that we're building uh, internally. And that could be, you know, a dashboard or it could be an API uh, making a prediction. Um, it can be even um, some data, like making making our data accessible. Uh, if we think of if we think of those as products and services that we as an industry are providing uh, internally or externally to the organization, um, those have become more and more integral to the organization, more and more integral to the way that uh, people work, to the to the processes, uh, the workflows, the the decisions that we're that we're hoping uh, and that as an industry for a long time we've been hoping to to help organizations become more data driven and get more value from the data. As we've been doing that, the the stakeholders and the customers, the business uh, has started to expect um, greater reliability and availability on our systems. Uh, and that's where we've been, we've been borrowing from, from software engineering. And that's where I see the, the term engineer come in and play 
and play a big role. So essentially, we are we're taking the 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 disciplines and and the the titles and the terminology in the of the data analytics space, and we're we're adding this engineer um, suffix or or um, or surname to to the titles. Um, as I was saying before, with the data engineer, analytics engineer, AI engineer, ML engineer, we're having engineer in there, and essentially, the, what what is increasingly expected of the engineer is to build systems that are reliable. So data processing pipelines that are reliable, um, build dashboards that are reliable, build um, machine learning and AI systems that are reliable. Also, these systems across the board, they need to be, um, they need to be accessible, they need to be, um, they need to have good performance. They need to be monitored appropriately. That when, if and when anything goes wrong, you need to be able to dive quickly into the key component that had the issue. Um, being able to um, to check what was wrong and being able to remediate that uh, quickly is the, is the expectation because you know more and more people are. Uh, depending on these systems in an ever-increasing way. So being able to create our, our, our platforms and our pipelines in a way that, um, that we can have great visibility across, um, across the board, being able to uh, orchestrate these, these complex, very complex uh, and, and ever-increasing data pipelines, it just it's critical. It's critical, and it's something that we've been doing as an industry. Um, and I, yeah, as I mentioned, I haven't found a a description, a succinct description, a title. A um, I haven't I haven't found it yet, and and um, so I'm sure I'm sure it'll come. But essentially, it's it's almost like it's like we can have data engineering as the overall banner. Um, and, and have obviously data engineers in there, but analytics engineers, AI engineers, machine learning engineers. We are um, we're wanting to optimize the delivery of large and complex data systems. Uh, we're wanting to um, identify opportunities to improve our data processing pipelines, our infrastructure. There's a big there's a big piece on infrastructure and being able to you know stand the things up on the cloud, being able to take them down. Um, from a cloud engineer, or some of the things that we've learned from cloud engineering is things like um, treat your infrastructure as cattle, not as pets. I don't know if you've heard that before. When I first heard it, I loved it. I loved it. And 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 the the difference there is that um, the um, and it, it can be it can be a bit morbid in terms of an analogy, but it's a, but it's a good one. Um, with a pet, you have very few, and you want them to live as long as possible, and um, and yeah, you want to spend the most amount of time with them as as you can. With cattle, they're um, more for an outcome where you're um, they have a set life, and they they're gonna go to an end of life that could that will likely be either them being slaughtered and then being sold. And it's it's a much more um, it's a process oriented 
structured uh, methodology uh, that is followed. That's that's what we want with our cloud infrastructure. Something that you know ideally is um, infrastructure as code, so so very sort of Terraform heavy. Something that we can stand up, use, um, break break down, delete if we need to. Um, stand up multiple different copies, being able to do that in a in a repeatable and reliable way. Uh, that's that's something that is uh, that is critical in this in this engineer space, and for us to do that across the areas that I was mentioning before, so the data processing pipelines, the visualizations and dashboards, and also the AI and machine learning systems, we want to have them uh, running on the cloud, being able to use um, the uh, the best of breed of the the public clouds as much as as much as possible, um, and I should and I should add where it makes sense, and in in other cases it makes sense to have um, to double down on one particular cloud platform, and that's definitely the case for um, I would say for smaller organizations, uh, for for startups. Um, and because then as, as complexity grows as, and as our organizations grow um, there, it might make sense to go from a single cloud to a multi-cloud um, to optimize for costs or to have um, disaster recovery, um, things like that. But there's definitely an additional cost from a, from a technology skill set perspective and from a talent perspective. Um, there's a lot more cross-skilling required to go multi-cloud. Some some instances of um, having high availability and high reliability of our systems um, will will create that need, and, and part of it will be driven by by regulators. So there's definitely a a big a big push there, uh, where we will we as an industry uh, will continue to learn from from cloud engineers um, on that in that aspect. And the other part that we've been learning a lot from is the, the DevOps uh, movement, uh, particularly with the uh, continuous deployment and continuous integration uh, that are key components to, to DevOps. Um, that before, from a, from an IT perspective, from a software engineering perspective, before DevOps, um, the software releases were uh, done very few times in a year, say, um, and and then the push for DevOps was to, was to be able to create more releases more often and do that in a secure and scalable way. Um, and, and DevOps allows us to do that by having small pieces of code that are, um, that are integrated and deployed uh, into our systems with, with a bunch of testing in there to be able to make sure that what we're releasing uh, to, to our customers will work. And then that's how on the cloud we were able to get software that was and continues to be always evolving and always improving. That's the type of methodology and mindset that we want with our um, with our data processing pipeline and our analytical products. So, um, um, additionally, in in the DevOps world, it's there's the the monitoring and the performance. Um, there's the scale of of the systems. All these things we are we are learning. Um, so now we can, you know, both create internally uh, APIs that can do um, single row predictions um, uh, in a kind of like in a streaming manner, do predictions based on machine learning models by having the machine learning model behind an API um, and being able to offer that as a service internally in our, in our organizations or externally to our clients. And through the through the podcast, we've had really good 
examples uh, of people telling us about how they got to that to that level of maturity in their in their machine learning engineering and in their um, AI engineering and it really liberates the um, the both the the technology the power of it but also the resources um, because people are able to work on things that are yeah, at an industrial strength level so um, with with all with all that we um, I think this rise of engineers in the data analytics space it's um, a growing trend I think is a is a cre is a key trend uh, where as an industry we're maturing we're further specializing we're reacting to the demands of business and we're seizing the opportunity to continually create more value in our organizations um, and as you know like I love all those things and I think that they're all they're all excellent um, and I think that we should have a, a conversation about it a conversation about how are we going about this uh, are we are we doing it um, consistently are there things that we can learn from each other's can we can we look at you know um, team roles uh, or team structures can we look at tools so the obviously the the modern data stack is a key um, key set of tools uh, for for us to use in this engineering uh, world that we live on now in the in the data analytics space um, so are there ways that we can share amongst the community better ways to either implement or use the modern data stack um, uh, what about the the reliability the monitoring or or the, the leadership the management of these teams the um, the dealing with with the business side um, we should discuss we should talk we should talk about it as a community we should learn from each other and make sure that we are um, continually growing um, in this in this space so for that um, Data Futurology is putting together a, a, an event that we're calling Data Engineering Summit. And this is to encompass all of the uh, four types of data or four types of engineers in the data analytics space that I was mentioning before. This is at the moment, it's gonna take place in Sydney on the 10th of May. And I'm very keen for you guys to come along. Uh, we're gonna get great speakers to share their perspectives on some of the things that I've, that I've mentioned today. But between now and then, and as soon as possible, I'm keen to get your feedback to see what else we should include, what topics we should cover, what angles we should cover with those topics. Um, and then we can make um, the best event that we can for the community. As you know, we're always trying to give you as much value as we can. And we want to, um, to provide to you the sessions that you can walk away from and immediately be able to add more value in your organizations. So hopefully we've been doing that. We're keen to do this with the engineering space in data analytics. If there's a better term for it, please let me know. Anything we should cover, let me know. And I'm so keen to see you there on May 10th in Sydney for Data Engineering Summit. Thanks so much, everyone. I'll see you there. That brings this episode to conclusion. Thank you so much for listening. Please find us on datafuturology.com or on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram as Data Futurology. Also go to datafuturology.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes 
for this and any other episodes. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful and valuable for you. Thanks again and see you next time.